Hello and welcome to the Ansan Football Podcast. I'm Mike Brandon and today I'm joined by Kim Yong-ho for this special episode where we are going to hear about life as a Korean football agent. Yong-ho recently interviewed PNJ Corporation's Park Min and it's going to stand in for him for this translated interview. So Yong-ho, how are you? Oh, hello Mike. I'm great. Thanks. That's great. Now, before we do get started with this interview, how about you just tell us a little bit about your recent work with Coupang Play? Well, I'm working in the Coupang Play sports team with Operation Associate Duty. Operation sounds like some of technical things, but it's kind of sports marketing. To operate every sports live event that Coupang Play has the media rights for, I prepare images, data, which is exposed on Coupang Play application or website. So when the game starts, I monitor the game and check some critical issues that sometimes there are problems with receiving the signal from the leagues abroad, like NHL and Belgian Football League. So after the live event, live event ends, I check the numerical data like concurrent users or all what um, plays data and feedback our operation. That's my main duty. And plus, in this summer, Coupang Play series is held in Korea, so that Manchester City and Atletico Madrid visit Korea. And I might participate in this event as a staff, so it'll be a great experience for me, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay, great. I'm not sure uh, Ansan or even me as an Everton fan will be too interested in that, but I hope it's, <laughs> it goes well for you. Okay, so let's get started with the interview. So... I'm going to go through the questions that you pose to uh, Bark Min of a PNJ corporation. And uh, as you're listening to this podcast, Yong Ho will actually deliver Bark Min's translated script. So let's begin. So first, yeah. um, how did you get started being a football agent? Uh, concerning about my future career after entering the university, I found the job football agent and I've been hooked on it. That was because I really loved football and I thought that the work of the agent dealing with the contracts of players is quite related to my major law. However, I realized the work of football agent is an unstable and uncertain career due to its character. Unless I secure good players and make good relationship with the club, it would be difficult to earn money. The biggest limit was that non-player agent had to face a lot of invisible walls. So those negative reasons made me hesitate, and I got a job at a general company. Uh, I started my career after a fierce process, but normal work lives didn't mean much to me. Repeated every day, I felt like I was losing myself in a organizational culture, and I thought about what I should do to be happy. After that thought, I wanted to do something fun and enjoy. Football agent. What I really dreamed of, but I gave, what I gave up. Of course, I needed to prepare for my dream job as most agents are from sports teams or sports media and even players in the past. So I entered graduate school and studied sports industry as a major. And I was able to expand my understanding of the sports industry by working as a researcher at the sports marketing center. After that, I started an agency with a friend who studied together in the graduate school and was, who was interested in the agent like me. And I've been working as an agent for seven years. Okay, so 
what types of level do you actually work with? Are there any examples? Um, currently, I work abroad, especially football clubs and associations in many Asian countries, rather than at domestic markets. Likewise, there are more foreign players than domestic players. Players are mainly at a uh, professional level. In the case of domestic players, they have just graduated from college or are playing in the K3 league. In addition to this, I am only in charge of some of the overseas tests among the players in the K-League. A considerable number of players are overseas players from Uzbekistan, Lebanon, Indonesia, Malaysia, Nepal, and Russia. Among the representative players I work with, I would like to introduce Monis Dangi, a Nepalese football player. This player came to Korea at the age, age of 14 and started playing football and he showed great potential and talent by playing on the domestic youth football system until his third year of high school. He also passed the test to join Daejeon Hana Citizen, but he failed to join the K-League due to the nationality problems. So he joined the Bahrain League in the Middle East last year, and is, he is expected to grow more in the future. So I'm working with him with great interest and attachment. In addition, I also work with coaches, and most recently, I mediated the contracts for Korean coach Choi Moon-sik and physical coach Park Hyo-jun to Kelantan FC in Malaysia's first division. In 2022, I mediated a contract with Serbian head coach Daver Berber to coach the Maldives national team. I think the reason why I started working in the overseas markets began with concerns about agent business. I thought it would be difficult to compete right away with existing agents who have worked in Korea for a long time because I was not a pro football player and I didn't have the football network. So I decided to establish the network around the overseas market, overseas market and especially the Asian stage considering the motivation as a football agent and the competitiveness of my future business. Okay, so that in mind, what are the typical pathways then that you've seen to becoming a professional footballer? Usually, football players start playing football in elementary school, and they are divided into two categories in the process of entering middle school or high school. One side is he is scouted into a professional club's youth team and otherwise plays for a regular school or football club. In general, Professional team youth players have relatively more opportunities than those who do not. For example, in the player is from the K-League U18 player, they are constantly managed and supported by a professional club and have an opportunity to receive a call-up system for an adult, for an, from an adult team, depending on the player's potential and capabilities. Professional teams have been transformed into a system that discovers and fosters potential youth players, and players from professional clubs will continue to receive more opportunities than those who do not. However, I think the most important thing is to have a good skill and competitiveness that can work on the professional stage because players from ordinary schools and clubs who are not from professional youth system still enter the professional stage. Okay, then what are the biggest obstacles that players face? Um. There are players who play football and 
uh, there are players who play football steadily from childhood to retirement from professional stage. On the other hand, many players who have been received attention since childhood with the nicknames like Genius have disappeared without blooming due to injuries, slumps, and personal deviations in the process of growing up. It's the same even with what they go on a professional stage. Players are injured or pushed out of the competition without being given the opportunities by the manager while they are playing well. And sometimes they have a great have a break regardless of their will because they cannot find a new team. I think the life of a football player is the same as normal life. There are good times, but there are difficult trials. I think how to accept and overcome these difficulties and trials is an important factor in the steady growth of development, growth and development of the player. So you've mentioned that you, of course, set up your network abroad, but have you worked with players who are going from Korea to other countries? Uh, most of the players we work with aim to play overseas, focusing on the Asian leagues. In Asia, as well as Korea, most countries run their professional leagues and supply players and leaders from abroad. Some countries have good capital and infrastructure, such as Korea, Japan, and the Middle East, such as Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and the United Arab Emirates, while others still have weak football systems and level. Our agency is based on the level and competitiveness of the players. We are working with the goal of building a network and management capability to make contracts for our clients, players, and leaders to various Asian leagues. Players encounter many difficulties in the process of going abroad, from contract negotiations to food, housing, communication, and other administrative tasks, such as injuries, vacations, visas, and work permits, and handling bills. So there are many th things to worry about. In this case, agents stay there for a considerable period of time and live together until the player adjusts to some extent. In unfamiliar environments and cultures, many players inevitably face difficulties and players who can overcome them often play steadily. But some players have difficulty adapting and terminate their contracts soon. Therefore, when recommending players to the club, it is necessary to carefully consider various factors such as communication, experience on the overseas stage, adaptability, personality, and family relationships in addition to their skills. Okay, then with all that in mind and your experience as well, what would be your advice to youngsters who are wanting to go professional? Uh, first, I think skill is the most important thing to become a professional player. With overwhelming skills, the player will get attention for everywhere, and many teams will try to scout. And second, I think it is important for players to have special individuality. According to the statistics, the probability of becoming a professional player is by playing football from elementary school is less than 1%. I think it's not that easy to become a professional player, but more importantly, players should be able to compete and endure in the professional league. This is because even if the players go to the professional stage with difficulty, they often quit playing football because they are knocked out by the competition in a year or two. That's why I think the players can survive the 
fierce competition only when they become a player with skill and their own strengths and individualities. A lot of leaders and officials in the field are concerned that young players in Korea are gradually losing their individuality and characteristics. If the player has his or her own characteristic that differentiated him from other players in his position, it'll be a weapon to protect him in the fierce competition. And lastly, I think the players need to develop the inner strengths. Korean famous players such as Park Ji-sung, Son Heung-min, and Lee Young-pyo have been able to continue to play as top players despite their injuries and slumps. They could overcome the situations with their inner strengths. When the players face difficulties, it would be great to take the situation positively and take it as an opportunity to develop themselves. Such inner strengths will be driving force to move forward without being shaken under any circumstances. Okay, great. So there's some uh, excellent insights there, thank you. And hopefully you as a listener, that gives you new and better insights into what goes on away from the actual glitz of the match day uh, in Korea and around Asian football as a whole. So I'd like to extend our thanks to uh, Park Min and I hope to see some of the talents at the WA Stadium uh, playing in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, also to Kim Young-ho for conducting this uh, interview and stepping in as a uh, translator for Park Min today. So thank you, Young-ho. Thank you. And everyone, thanks for listening. Take care.